The thing is like when we're diagnosed, we're told to just never eat carbs again. And that creates like this fear around carbs. But the truth is there are so many different ways to manage your blood sugar and insulin resistance. You don't need to cut out all your carbs. You need to discover your PCOS type. You need to reduce inflammation, maybe going gluten and dairy free. You need to take the right supplements. And now you can slowly reduce your carb intake to discover your carb tolerance and that sweet spot where you feel satisfied after your meal, happy about what you ate, not bloated, not fatigued. No, you're energized. You're ready to go for the rest of the day. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself. Join a sister and a mister. Why was the problem? I cuss so much. Well. This is the longest you've gone it's without like, cussing. I have to be honest. It's honestly part of the way that I talk and people don't notice it because I have like a soothing voice and I'm not really like hurting someone's feelings when I cuss. I'm not trying to. It's just part of my vocabulary. So for anyone who's listening on the podcast right now, we're doing kind of like a behind the scenes live again um, of the, as we're recording this episode. So Talian, for as we've been recording these episodes, has not been able to curse at all because we're live and all this jazz. Yes, and you can't curse on Instagram or TikTok. So here we are, just holding okay. my tongue. Yes, holding your tongue. Well, today we're going to do a very fun episode. It's going to be we're going to be covering 10 healthy habits for PCOS and how we implement these habits in the sisterhood. Yes. I have to pee so bad, but we're live, so pee? I can't get up. No, no. Okay, no. Talin can't pee right now because we're again <laughs> we're live behind the scenes, right? She thinks that if she goes and pees, everybody's going to know about it. And it's going to be this weird stigma that Talia peed while we were alive. Like, I, I don't shouldn't know. have taken that last sip of water from no, my just, Stanley Cup. I'm just take this sip of water. I'm so thirsty. Stop. Oh, I'm so thirsty too. Okay. You know what? We're good. good. All right. Well, the idea for this episode is basically we're going to talk about healthy habits like building your carb tolerance. Um, for example, implementing things like spearmint tea or reducing caffeine intake. And we're going to like talk about how you can do that as well as how our app helps you at the same time. So it won't be all about the app, of course. We'll be talking about how you can implement these yourself day to day. But we'll also talk about how the app helps you do that too. Yes. And why these habits are super important. Yes. What's going on with your personal life besides this pee situation right now? Um, it's hard to think when you have to pee this badly. But speaking of peas, Sirak is growing snap <laughs> peas in the garden. What a segue. And he has, so this year he decided to go three pea plants because it no, was no, so good three, last year. Three, no, no, there's, tw there's three pots of three pea pots. plants. There's 12 in each pot. Oh my God. Okay. So last time you only did one pot. Yes. But this time you're doing three. Because it was so good last year. It was so good. They're sweet. Now I know why they're called sugar snap peas. Like it actually tastes so different than a grocery store. It it's snaps. really good. It snaps. It's sugary. I don't really know if it has like sugar in it, if I should be concerned. But no, don't. nevertheless, I don't know. It's so good. And we have so much, like absolutely yeah, so much. We're much. giving it to people. It's getting awkward. Like we literally took a Ziploc bag full and gave it to our contractor yesterday. Like yeah. it was like... 
We're like, it's from the garden, as if like it's a special thing yeah. like, from the garden, right? I should come up with a cute way of like packaging it. To we should give send it to, it to sisters. Oh, we should give it to our neighbor. Ronnie. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk to your name. <laughs> who's, who's Ronnie? I don't know. We have a very sweet na- our new neighbor. We haven't moved in yet, but our sweet neighbor, Ronnie, she's great. Um, she was next to us. But, you know, she's such a kind lady. She, she is. She cut down this tree that was blocking our view. And we now it's like, for it though. <laughs> OK, fine. But it really just like made such a difference. <laughs> We're so happy with it. Anyway, let's go ahead and get this episode started with um, a little bit of our Tuesday motivation wins. These are sisters who are reversing their symptoms and losing weight one day at a time. Our first win is from Victoria. Okay, Victoria, she says, I just had my period two months in a row. I'm super happy and I know some of you could relate. In 2023, I had a total of four periods. Sorry, I'm laughing at the pee thing. I am on my second can of Ovacetol and supplements. I've cut out a lot of my gluten and dairy consumption, feel less bloated. I still have not lost a lot of weight, but I feel so much better than last year around this time. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you finally had your period two months in a row. Yeah. I know what it feels like. I didn't have my period for a whole year. And like when it finally came, everyone was relieved. It was like a full on family thing. Like It's so frustrating, but I'm so glad you're seeing progress. Yeah, absolutely. Great job. Great job, Victoria. Our next one is from Artie. Uh, this is, we actually had Artie sent us an email and we actually talked about it on the podcast a few months ago. So she sent a follow-up email. Uh, it's titled Re. She replied back, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And in the email, she says, hi, Tallinn. I just want to let you and Sirak know that I'm so grateful to both of you. I want to let you know that I've lost about 60 pounds since I signed up for this sisterhood program late December 2022. I'm feeling amazing and my lifestyle feels so sustainable and I'm continuing to still see the scale budge. I also don't have pre-diabetes anymore and my hormones are balanced. I also don't use my fitness pal anymore and do weighted workouts, walks, and yoga. It feels really good to be at this space in life. It's been so fun to see myself so confident and stronger than ever again. Thank you both, Artie. Oh my gosh, Artie. Could not be happier. So I've, happy. Yeah, and I feel like we've been part of her journey since her first message that she sent early 2023. For anyone who's curious, go to our YouTube channel and you will see a video titled, How Artie Lost 30 pounds that was about six months ago or maybe a little bit longer when we received that email and we later made that youtube video and now this follow-up she's now lost 60 pounds so Mm -hmm. it's so amazing already to see your like progress to see your journey to be able to help you along the way and it is so inspiring for other people to see like that step-by-step approach because you know a lot of people have the same goal so great job congratulations you have put in so much effort and yeah. thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah. And we'll definitely share her follow up as well on Instagram and kind of like talk about her journey because it's so, so amazing. All right. We did a poll in the Sisterhood app um, just to kind of gather some information from our sisters about their thoughts. We asked them, how do you feel about your change in mindset from when you were first diagnosed versus now that you've learned about our PCOS weight loss method? Cold being the same and hot being much better. 1% of sisters said cold. Oh, that's good. That's that really good. Yeah. They're not, they're not feeling the same symptoms yeah. anymore. 78% said right in between getting better. Woo! That's so good. 21% said hot. Wow. So that means 99% of people in this sisterhood, in this poll, said that they're either getting better or like, 
the symptoms are reversed. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's amazing. It's so good to hear. What a wonderful poll. We should do this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good to know. And that's a really good segue into the 10 healthy habits for PCOS because to feel better, even slightly, a little bit or a lot starts with the small habits that add up. So these 10 habits are core habits that we've developed based on what we've seen that help PCOS women, as well as what we've seen help others in the sisterhood. So we should also explain like taking control of your PCOS is not just about one thing or another. It's not just insulin resistance, not just cortisol. There's a lot of moving parts. That's what makes it really unfortunately hard for PCOS because it's not a one like one step cure or one step thing to reverse PCOS. So what should you change? Where should you start? That's where we're going to kind of help you figure that out with these 10 healthy habits. Not all 10 might apply to you, but it may help you get started. Yes. So let's get into it. Let's start with the first one. Okay. The first tip or healthy habit that you should begin with is to find your PCOS type. So there are four main types of PCOS. There's inflammation, insulin resistance, adrenal fatigue, and hypothyroid. And I personally had three of them. And it was really important for me to find out that I had these three types of PCOS because without knowing them, I couldn't stop eating sugar. I didn't realize that I had insulin resistance and that's the reason why. Um, I couldn't get up and work out because I was so tired and I thought I was lazy because I didn't know that it was adrenal fatigue. Um, I had a lot of acne and weight gain and hair loss and I just thought that this was like part of me and who I am and I didn't, I couldn't even imagine a world where I didn't have this acne and weight gain and hair loss because it was just like part of my identity. But then I learned it's inflammation. So it really just helps you detach yourself from the symptoms when you understand the root cause. And so we have a quiz that you can take to help you, you know, just get started with like understanding some of your symptoms and how they might be leading to one of the PCOS types. And then you can also watch a video that we created in the Sisterhood app on how to find and treat your PCOS type. It's in the learn tab and you can learn all about the different PCOS types. They're short videos. They're fun, informational. We had fun editing them. Yeah. Because um, it's just really important to know what's going on. Yeah, it basically breaks down each PCOS type in detail in four lessons. And we have a worksheet with the download so you can kind of like have everything that you need um, either digitally or physically in your hands. So our second healthy habit that this is one of our favorites and we feel like is a must for insulin resistance and that is eating 35 to 40 grams of protein first thing in the morning. So I know you probably heard us say this so many times, but Obviously, all these habits are like a cultivation of things that we say all the time. But anyway, the 35 to 40 grams of protein, the reason why that helps is it basically it prevents cravings throughout the day and improves insulin resistance and blood sugar control. The protein essentially helps to slowly absorb the carbs into your bloodstream so that you don't have those immediate um, blood sugar spikes, which then results in the immediate going back down causing cravings, right? So when you eat uh, 35 to 40 grams of protein, for the rest of the day, it helps to maintain a really good stable blood sugar control. But keep in mind that like two eggs, like eating two eggs isn't enough. That's only about 15 grams of protein max. What you really want is to kind of pair your breakfast with either a protein powder or add other sources of protein, for example, like chicken sausages or things that you know you may like that contain protein. Now, we really help make this easy in the sisterhood because all the recipes, for example, in the recipe tab, there's a whole breakfast section. And in the breakfast section, there's different categories. For example, chia seed pudding breakfast or burrito breakfast, a smoothie breakfast. And all of these, um, at, at a minimum, 
they have at least 20 to 25 grams of protein, but majority have at least 30 to 35 grams of protein to help you basically get that goal. Yes. And I added a lot of really good high protein breakfasts in the Sisterhood app. However, some of them don't reach like 35, 40 grams of protein because unless you're eating like a lot of food, it's really hard to get there. So what I do suggest is to have let's say the high protein pancakes, which will be like 20, 25 grams of protein, and then add a protein shake to the side or something um, to have like after your breakfast, you know, maybe as like a morning snack or something to get in that final like 10 gram or 15 grams of protein because you don't want to eat like five sausages for breakfast every morning. Like it's just not like that appealing. Um, But it does make a difference when you make that extra effort to add on more protein to your breakfast. Yes. All right, the next healthy habit is meal prepping. So this is like a must for me when it comes to PCOS management, especially if you're going to like try going gluten and dairy free, or especially if you're trying to change your eating habits and you're a person that's on the go, you have class, you have work, you have things to do. Like you're not going to cook in the middle of the day. I personally hate making breakfast. Like I just want to get on with it. You know, I don't want to wash a pan where like I cooked eggs and like (laughs) now I have to deal with that. You know, I just want to wake up, take it out of the fridge, heat it up and move on. And that's the thing with meal prepping. And that doesn't mean eating the same taco salad every day. I'm not down for that. But that does mean putting a little bit of thought in your week and what you're going to eat. For example, for breakfast, if if you're like me and you don't want to deal with it, you can make like a sheet pan pancake, high protein pancake recipe in the sisterhood. And that's just like super easy breakfast you can have with a protein shake on the side and call it a day. So um, I also love having like lunch ready because then like if I prepped my lunch, like the other day I did, um, I made tuna salad with like canned tuna and like celery and all that. We have a recipe in the sisterhood for this. And then I had rice because I love like pokey. So it's kind of giving like pokey vibes. And I measured the rice like in like a half a cup container. I mean, uh, sorry, a half a cup measuring thingy. <laughs> and then I measured like the tunas, made sure I had like four ounces. It was the perfect lunch. And the next day I ate it and I just felt so good afterwards. Like it was just the right balance of everything. There were veg, the sugar snap peas in there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I had sauteed them with a little sesame oil and it was just a whole vibe. Sounds delicious. Yeah, I should make it, honestly. Again, I finished it. That's amazing. Meal prepping. That is it. And that is what our app is all about, too. Like, we obviously have this great recipe selection that's really fun to, like, sift through and choose what you're going to do. But we have this great bird's eye view of what you're going to eat throughout the week. So you can see, and throughout the next four weeks, the whole month. So you can see what the plan is, what you're going to do about it. Yeah, that's the really cool thing about it because obviously you have a daily meal planner, but you can see that daily meal planner and how it looks like for the next week, for the next two, three, four weeks. So that way you can kind of prep ahead of time. And it will even tell you, for example, let's say you have a recipe today. It says like a, like let's say the lunch, it will say in the recipe, this uh, recipe comes up three times in the next seven days. Um, you might want to make three servings so that you're, you're uh, prepared for those other instances. So that's the whole thing, right? When you make the meals in the app, it's not like you're making them one meal at a time. The whole point is to meal prep ahead of time so that you're basically um, always have your food ready if you want to do that way, of course. Next tip is reducing sugar intake. So this one is a really big one for us as well because, I mean, all of these are big ones, but 
Reducing sugar intake has to do directly with insulin resistance. It doesn't mean you have to cut out sugar completely. It just means being more aware of foods that have added sugars. For example, like protein powders or sugary sweet drinks. You want to uh, reduce them and things like that. And the reason why is of insulin resistance. What we talked about earlier with blood sugar control. And um, if you want to reduce sugar intake, obviously the best way to do that is through diet and lifestyle changes. For example, improving Protein, when we talked about earlier, finding your carb tolerance, improving sleep can actually even improve your insulin sensitivity. But if you want to, at one point, you, all, you may also want to add in supplements like ovacetol, uh, omega-3 fish oil to help boost that insulin sensitivity further. Yes. And one way I um, that can help you that I can help you with reducing your sugar intake is the low sugar recipes in the sisterhood. So I've taken some like really delicious desserts that you might like key lime pie, blackberry, like, like a blackberry cheesecake or something. And I've turned them into chia seed puddings. So they, there are such delicious recipes. I worked with a chef to create these recipes. So it's like chia seed pudding influenced by desserts you would love. Yeah. And there's also like a dessert section. I just made chocolate cupcakes using xylitol, which is great for your gums and your gut. And it's just as sweet as sugar. So you can't even tell that you put xylitol in it. Like it tastes like a normal cupcake. Sirak, what do you think? Did you eat them? I did actually. It's really good. It was very fudgy in the middle and like yeah. very soft and gooey, which yeah. is like my favorite way of eating. I, I hate dry like mm-hmm. cupcakes or dry like cookies. If it's like crumbly, you know, yeah. it depends on the situation. But, you know, I used almond flour, so it made it moist. Nice. All right. Well, our next tip is getting the right supplements for your PCOS. So we always want to reiterate that supplements alone will not help your PCOS symptoms. I know we mean that. We stand by Even though we have a supplement company with Overfit, we feel it's very important for us to tell you that just getting your supplements is not going to be a magic fix. In fact, we don't even want to recommend supplements if you don't want to like make the other lifestyle changes because we don't want you to waste money. But if you are making the, the diet changes, the lifestyle changes, but you still feel like certain things are coming up short. For example, you still feel like you have hormonal imbalances, a lot of inflammation, um, you're still struggling with insulin resistance, then supplements can really come in and really take it to the next level. Example, ovacetol. Example, omega-3 fish oil, curcumin, uh, coenzyme Q10, a multivitamin specifically designed for PCOS women. So these are all things that we've thought about for years and years and years. Even Tali, when she started her PCOS journey 10 years ago, she immediately like had like a whole basket of supplements to take every single day. And it was just like exhausting for her, right? Yeah, absolutely. I spent so much money. I had so many supplements and there were only a few that were like really making the difference for me that I really should be taking, should have been taking. And I did and it helped. Um, But yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of confusion on like what you should be taking. That's why we wanted to narrow it down with Metabolism Plus and Ovacetol. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and of course, like you always want to find out what supplements you may need specifically to really target certain areas. For example, if you have inflammation, then omega three is a really good option. What we created with Metabolism Plus is like overall what we found based on research studies: supplements that help PCOS women with targeting those um, uh, root issues right there. But of course, if you want to try any of them out, um, like omega three 
or curcumin on their own too that can help you see which ones are also right for you. The next healthy habit is to learn to replace gluten and dairy. So gluten and dairy can be really inflammatory foods for some people. And, you know, you would only know if it's inflammatory for you if you cut it out for 30 days to see how you feel and then kind of add it back and see if your symptoms come up. For me, like my cystic acne went away in those 30 days and then came back with a vengeance when I started eating cheese again. So that's how I knew that dairy wasn't it for me. And gluten also made me bloated and made me gain weight, also triggered cystic acne acne. Um, It just, I still don't eat them. And dairy still causes acne for me. So anyways, to start with replacing gluten and dairy, you just have to give yourself some time. It's really overwhelming. I remember when I was given this advice to go gluten and dairy free, I was super overwhelmed. And it took me a whole year to really get used to the gluten and dairy lifestyle like a year, a whole year. I was in college. I was eating on campus. We were going out. There was pizza everywhere. Like how gluten and dairy-free, how do you do it? But it took me a year. I figured it out. I would meal prep a little. I would get, you know, frozen vegetables. I would get things from Trader Joe's that would help me meal prep in college. Like it took me some time, but I figured it out. And it helped so much, made a huge drastic difference. That's why we created a tracker in the app. And you can use it only if you want to. We have trackers in the app to help you track your carbs, help you track your gluten intake, dairy intake, um, your spearmint tea. And we'll get into that. But you can select what you want to track because it can be stressful too. Like if you're just not ready to commit yet and you're like dabbling in something, you don't want to be stressed out by a tracker telling you you're doing it wrong yeah. or something. But the cool, so. the cool thing is though, if you're using the gluten or dairy-free tracker, if you're following the meal plan in the sisterhood and you're checking them off, then um, it will tell you your streak. Oh, you've gone two days in a row going gluten-free or dairy-free. So it'll tell you like as you're going through your meals, mm-hmm. your, your streak as well, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. Basically, you just have to start with one meal breakfast and then do your best to get consistent at gluten and dairy free breakfast move on to lunch dinner one step at a time and you can get into it yeah exactly let me do the other tip and then you do the last two absolutely whatever you like or the next two so the next healthy habit is discovering your carb tolerance now this is like for me like this comes after doing the stuff that we just mentioned the high protein breakfast um trying gluten and dairy free low sugar discovering your PCOS type. Carb tolerance is also really important, but I feel like that comes like next. Um, That's because this is kind of like another layer to how you're going to manage your insulin resistance. And it's not the only thing. The thing is like when we're diagnosed, we're told to just never eat carbs again. And that creates like this fear around carbs. But the truth is there are so many different ways to manage your blood sugar and insulin resistance. You don't need to cut out all your carbs. You need to discover your PCOS type. You need to reduce inflammation, maybe going gluten and dairy free. You need to take the right supplements and and make sure that you are reducing your sugar intake and all the things we just talked about. And now you can slowly reduce your carb intake to discover your carb tolerance and that sweet spot where you feel satisfied after your meal, happy about what you ate, not bloated, not on a blood sugar roller coaster, not fatigued because you had lunch and now you need a nap. No, you're energized, you're ready to go for the rest of the day. And so we help you discover your carb tolerance. You can use the tracker for it in the Sisterhood app, or you can watch the videos I created about how to discover your carb tolerance. But yeah. Love that. We spent so much time on the carb tracker in the app. Remember, we had to completely. So we we had the carb tracker when we first launched it in twenty 
23 January and we weren't really happy with it. So we like did a full revamp, basically started from scratch and redid the carb tracker. So now it's really good where it can, you can basically every day as you eat your carbs, you tell how you're feeling and then you'll be able to find out in a, in a, give, in a week or a few days what the how that carb level is doing for you and adjust accordingly so very very a lot of science went into that one to be honest like like everything else all right our next healthy habit why'd you get so quiet i didn't it's your oh, turn okay. i thought you were I'm like out of breath oh okay, okay. That, that explains it okay our next tip is um replacing caffeine now when it comes to when it comes to caffeine we're talking about coffee tea of course but lowering caffeine intake can be really good for those who have adrenal fatigue for those who have really high stress levels so for example if you're drinking caffeine maybe one two or more cups and you feel jittery you feel like you're having a panic attack it almost feels like your heart rate is going really fast and you're about to have like you know like like a like like going to panic right so if that's the case um, after drinking coffee that's a sign that it's raising your cortisol levels too much and that can be a problem for a lot of sisters especially for pcos women the reason why is um for pcos women you're not able to lower back down those cortisol hormones as easily and that can have a huge impact on your insulin resistance metabolism inflammation and so much more it's a whole vicious cycle it's crazy because insulin resistance can make your cortisol worse and cortisol can make your insulin resistance worse and vice versa right as i just, as i just said so it's a it's a whole vicious cycle but anyway if you feel like you fit that criteria, then we would recommend to lower caffeine. If you want to lower half of it and see how you feel or take it out completely and see how you feel, um, you can take that approach. As a replacement, we have um, spearmint tea that we really like. Spearmint tea has been shown to lower testosterone, improve symptoms like hair loss, acne, facial hair. Facial hair. It can also help with lowering uh, cortisol levels. It can be a really great tea and tool to battle hirsutism and the symptoms I mentioned earlier. Yes. Reducing caffeine, replacing with spearmint tea. Now we're doing something for testosterone and hirsutism. Exactly. Yeah. And in the app, you're able to track how much, how many cups of spearmint tea you have in a given day. So for example, today you had one, one cup, then in the app, you can literally click plus one and it'll say, okay, one cup so far. Yeah. All right. Next. Did I explain habit? that good? I yeah, felt like I really kind of rambled excellent. on and. <laughs> that was excellent. Okay. Let's get into the ninth healthy habit for Two PCOS. More. Sirak, you hit it. Okay, learning how to work out for PCOS. So before Tali met me, Tali used to basically kickbox and like uh, do really intense hit workouts. And for her, it wasn't working. I remember Tali, you showed me pictures of, of you um, kickboxing and with the gloves you had for kickboxing and stuff like that. And you looked, you told me you were miserable around that time. Yes, I had high cortisol. I was stressed out. Not only was I stressed out like about school, but I... I felt like stressed all the time. Like I'd be walking in the hallway of my apartment complex and I felt like, what if someone kidnaps me? Like I just had these like intrusive, stressful thoughts that were so unnecessary. And it was always after those workouts. Yeah. It would like amp me up, give me this adrenaline rush that I yeah. absolutely did not need because I already have PCOS. And when you have high cortisol with PCOS, it's hard to bring it back down. And women with PCOS already tend to have high cortisol. It's just why. Like, yeah. why do I need to add more? Yeah. <laughs> if you're keeping those high cortisol levels going into the evening, that's going to disturb your yeah. sleep, uh, make it harder to uh, essentially have energy the next day and make your insulin resistance worse as well. So yeah. it's a whole like, like it's like one thing leads to another. But essentially, when Talia and I worked out for the first time together while we were dating, I I was essentially trying to teach her what slow-weighted workouts are. I was trying to teach her how to basically do a set and rest and wait until the until the next exercise. But 
Talia would immediately, after we paused, she would immediately start either like jogging around the area. She would grab like a jump rope or do jumping jacks, basically trying to keep herself active and like quote unquote burning calories in between sets. And I was like, wait, 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 why, why aren't you resting? Like, why are you like forcing yourself to do all this stuff in between sets? And she explained like, oh, I thought it was just about like burning calories. I thought it was just about the most amount of calories you can work in a single workout is basically um, what you should do. I was running around the gym, like you said. I was running around the gym doing like jumping jacks, trying to get my heart rate up, thinking that that's what was going to burn the most calories. So I, I, at that point, I taught Talian basically to rest 60 seconds in between sets because it's not really about how many calories you burn during the workout. That's not really... The secret to losing weight with PCOS and losing weight in general is not the amount of calories you burn during your workout. It's about how your workout sets you up for the future. What I mean by that, if you're doing so weighted workouts, you're essentially building lean muscle. What does lean muscle do? Well, studies have shown and proved that the more lean muscle you have, the more insulin sensitive you are, the higher metabolism you have, the more uh, calories you burn in a given day. So as you're building more lean muscle, you're permanently improving your metabolism, you're permanently improving your um, calories burned, permanently improving your energy levels, and permanently improving your insulin resistance. Now, when I say permanently, what I really mean is as long as you maintain that lifestyle. If you were to, of course, stop working out and lose that muscle, then you're going to become less insulin sensitive. Yes. And that's why slow-weighted workouts help boost your metabolism and improve your PCOS weight loss rather than just going nuts on the treadmill or doing what I did and doing intense kickboxing. And I just felt so good afterwards too. Like I just felt like I had meditated because I lifted weights. I was a little sore, but I wasn't stressed out. And I was so used to feeling stressed out after my workouts that it was a nice change of pace. Yes. All right. Okay. Now, the 10th healthy habit for PCOS is finding a supportive community. Now, nobody wants to do all of this, all of these nine tips alone. You want somebody who understands what you're going through, who's going through it with you, who you can share your experience with, and they can be a listening ear. Now, this can be your family. It could be your friends. It could be your sister. It could be someone in your family who also has PCOS. Since there's a genetic component, you may not be the only one who struggles with these symptoms. And of course, we are always here for you in the sisterhood. We have the largest community of PCOS women thriving with PCOS, learning to lose weight, and just finding that support that they need to kind of push them forward. I actually remember... Um, when I was really struggling with PCOS, I would go into like Facebook chats, trying chat forums, like trying to find like communities of women with PCOS to see what's going on, what are people doing? And it was always so upsetting because there was nobody in there like actually giving true advice. It was just people saying like, well, that didn't work for me. This worked for me. It, it might not work for you. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, where is the information? It was stressful. So we keep our community informed. We're always in there answering questions, making sure everyone feels supported. And that's what we're all about in the sisterhood. Yes, exactly. And all these 10 healthy habits are things that we really believe in. Hence why we, over the last two years of developing our app, have essentially integrated them into the app. When I say the last two years, our app came out a year ago, but essentially we've been designing it for two years. So yeah, all these things have been incorporated into the app to help you incorporate them into your life seamlessly. And we know that it seems like so much information all at once and it feels like so overwhelming, but keep in mind, 
All of these take time. It's one day at a time. You want to add these habits one at a time, not all 10 at a time either. And it took Talian a whole year to go completely gluten dairy free and like a lot longer to just basically reverse PCOS. So just keep in mind, it doesn't happen um, at Overnight. once. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Amazing. And if you do want to use any of the tools we mentioned, like the workout library, the recipe library, um, your PCOS plan, the master classes, all that stuff that we mentioned that's in the app, you can feel free to check it out in the description of this episode. Or you can just head over to the App Store, Android or Apple and just search uh, the sisterhood and, you know, we should come up. Yes. All right, sisters, this was so much fun. Yes. We will talk to you soon on our next podcast episode. Yeah. Or we'll see you on Instagram. Yeah, if you want to see behind the scenes of these episodes, just go uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at PCUS.WeightLoss, and you can see us record these. Well, I think we're going to do this every time now going yeah, forward. Yeah, this is fun. It was really fun and made it makes it more like keeps us on, on the edge, you know, a little yeah. bit, but really cool. And yeah, we'll see you all in the sisterhood. Talk to you soon. Take care. Word of mouth is our absolute best friend here at PCOS Weight Loss. So if there's someone that you know that you think might enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with them. And if you don't mind, go ahead and rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. It really helps more than you think. Thank you so much for listening and being part of the Sisterhood community. Talk to you next time.